And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's fantastic, phenomenal, always fun, usually somewhat fascinating Friday as we head into the weekend, not being afraid even if the earth gives way or the mountains fall into the seas because our help comes from the Lord. First, we'll spend a little time recognizing that the Proverbs contain great wisdom. And one of the things is that one of our favorite Proverbs says is, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Now, we all know that's Proverbs 3 and then 5, 5, and 6, you know, and all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. But just three verses later comes another trough of wisdom. Proverbs 3, 9 says, honor the Lord with your possessions. So it's quite clear that every single thing that we have, and I mean everything, is a stewardship unto God. What I might not make clear is that is a powerful manifestation of how we honor God. We'll examine that. And next, it's amazing how many principles in business are closely connected to biblical truths. Most accredited business classes will often mention the real delegation with authority finds its roots in the story of Moses and Jethro, his father-in-law. And there's also the principle of fulfilling a need and thereby achieving a general sense of value of usefulness. These are business principles. But also this one, the proof of concept. This one is associated with producing fruit in any endeavor. It's demonstrable. It also comes from the scriptures. God is the first to use the proof of concept principle. He uses it with his people. And finally, we close the week with a DDD, devotional diamond of the day, which I call the lighted trail. It has to do with a father, a mother, the Lord, so Stand by. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. In fact, the first 30 minutes gave you all those right there. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Eh. Personal revelations, spiritual observations, my life's insanities, and oy vey. So much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us during the show. You can do it, really. I mean, I know the Chromebook's falling apart, but it still works. You can just email us, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. You can text us, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Or you can call us at 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you make that call, 
to 972-445-0770. You'll end up talking to Dynamite D. Hello, lucky person. You got the number right, because you are talking to kid a Dynamite. Dynamite! As we always say on the last intro elements on Friday, talking to Dynamite D is like heading into the weekend. That's always a great thing. Hallelujah. You know, I'm still recovering. D was asking me, you know, how you doing from the whole trip and everything. It's like, I'm about 85% recovered. <laughs> no more trip for another five years, Dave. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's going to be at least that. <laughs> I feel about it. Uh, let's just uh, make this really clear for everybody and, and do our best to, to communicate it, okay? Uh, and then I'll say something about the fill uh, right after that. Uh, if you've got a prayer request or a praise report, this is a great time. If you want to share something the Lord's doing, excellent, do it. You got something the Lord's put on your heart, excellent, do it. The idea behind what we do here, it's not complex. There's a lot of excellent shows on this station and on other stations that do a great job of encouraging and teaching and we encourage you to find every one of those that can help you get one step closer to the lord that's exactly what we all should be doing on a regular basis on this show it's the we don't do a lot of kvetching and the reason we don't do a lot of kvetching which is yiddish for complaining is because you have opportunities to do that and we once in a while we just think in the middle of the day how about a smile How about being just encouraged? How about just a pat on the back? How about just a massage? How about just a relaxing? How about just a a great meal? That's all we're looking to do with one another, to encourage one another. Now, if you're hurting, we want to share that with you because true fellowship, in true fellowship, we carry each other's burdens. And that's what we want to do. And and we, we also share and rejoice in each other's praises doesn't matter what your background is. doesn't matter where you come from. doesn't matter if you're a virgin or a prostitute, like we talked about about Rahab in uh, just this last segment. It just matters that you got faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Or if you don't have faith, come talk to us and we'll do our best to help. We're just here to try and encourage and strengthen. We also do goofy things. What are goofy things? Like trivia. Here's a trivia question. Everybody should get this. And if you don't get this, I'm going to take my ball and go home. Name the queen who visited King Solomon. If you don't get that, I actually think that there's a cat food with that name, if I remember it, just off the back of my head. But uh, Deb could give me that verification. I'm not positive. But anyway, name the queen that visited uh, Solomon. If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at org. So I do want you guys to catch that Brother Stan called in, and he shared a little bit of something that was on his heart and did a fantastic job. So Brother Stan, good job. And then there was the fill, or the what we call a fill. It's what they play in, the, in between spots, and it was about Brother Stan. <laughs> We couldn't make this up, Dave. You cannot. We don't have anything to do. I think you guys are thinking, well, they're really slick. They got that whole thing coordinated. A, we're not really slick. And B, we have nothing coordinated. <laughs> we're, we're like the power turns on. We got in this place. Are you kidding? So praise the Lord. We just find that to be absolutely amazing. All right. So uh, the trivia questions out there, a couple things I need to remind people of. Don't forget about your April buddies, right? 
April Buddies. You get that? So what April Buddies is is you hear somebody or you hear us talking about somebody or somebody calls in or something happens and you hear that person and you just pray for that person. Not perfectly, just throughout the month you pray for that person. You just ask to bless and to encourage and ask the Lord to watch whatever their needs are. That's all you, you do that and that helps us connect. We're not a church. We don't do communion and we don't do baptism. But we do. We are a fellowship. And that's what we're here for, committed to helping one another and to bless one another. Okay, we do have somebody ready to answer trivia questions. Let's send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Oh, the answer is Queen Sheba. That, that is exactly correct. <laughs> now, I know you're doing that right away because you just don't know what your phone's going to do, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hey, I have a quick question for you. Like earlier, you were talking about uh, Moses' uh, father-in-law, Jethro. Uh-huh. But he was the priest Midian. Did he ever convert to Judaism? or? Well, that's whether he made that full conversion or not, kind of like of Melchizedek, wherever he was, he was right where the Lord wanted him. So, like with Melchizedek, you don't know every all you know. You don't know where he came from, where he's where he's going, kind of mentality. So Jethro has a very similar element, although it's possible that the priesthood that he ran in was not as perverse as the as the priesthoods that would follow that. So there's a little bit of hmm, is that the same thing, same priesthood? Maybe, maybe not. But obviously, he was somebody who was in tune with the Lord, since he was one of the few people in the Bible that gave direction. To Moses outside of okay. God, so it's like that guy had to be in tune, right? And is he was the uh, father of Moses's first wife? That's that's that is the that is the initial belief. Then oh, there's okay. a whole set of commentaries about how it's his second wife, and it's like Adam. <laughs> sure, that's my answer. This <laughs> is like it's like I uh, I don't know. I just know he's in the book, and he's probably pretty happy about that now. No. <laughs> Don't you like that Arr. big theology I'm giving you on Friday? Yesterday or the day before was a lot of theology. Today, meh, meh, not so much. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. All Very right, good. brother. Love you. Everybody be praying for our buddy Samson. Take him out as your April buddy. Be praying that the Lord bless him and give him a great yes. peace of peace yeah, of heart please and mind. Be praying for me, and I'm praying for you all. You got it, bro. All right. God bless you. Happy Shabbat Shalom to y'all. Okay. Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom, buddy. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. Let's see. Oh, there's so much to cover. But I I can't not cover it, so it's one of those things where I just kind of have to do it. Okay? So don't get upset about this. This is in the tag. This is what we're going through. Proverbs 3, 9, and 10. Okay? Proverbs 3, 9, and 10. Proverbs. Now, everybody knows 3, 5, and 6. Trust the Lord with all your heart. Okay. Lean not on your own understanding. Single hardest thing I've ever seen for Christians to do. Don't lean on your own understanding. It's just so hard because it takes full faith. Trust the Lord with all your heart. Lean on understanding. And always acknowledge him. He shall direct thy path. That's three, five, and six. Just go up a few more. Here's nine and ten. Honor the Lord with the possession with your possessions and with the first produce of your entire harvest. Then your barns will be completely filled and your vats will overflow with new wine. Does this guarantee that everybody will be a millionaire? No, that's not what it's saying at all. It's saying you have a responsibility to the things which the Lord has entrusted to your care. 
and the first produce of a harvest is the brightest and the and the and the, the it's the fruition of it all and it's like you give God the best of what you got the first of what you got God never gets the last and that is one of the big problems in uh, church giving and in ministry giving, not us, not us because we don't do it that way, but people at churches were like, well, I'm going to, I got this beat up uh, playpen that's at 16 rips in it and I've never put my own kid in there. I'll give it to the church. You see that right there? Bad. That's bad, bad, bad. That's not how you do that. Okay. You don't give God the leftovers unless, unless you want him to start giving you the leftovers. Now, just think about that. God gave you Jesus Christ. You considering Jesus a leftover or the best there is to give? Now, just, just think about that and then recognize you give God the first. You don't give God the last 10. You give God the first 10. And then just the reason that I say that is not to put a bondage on you. I don't care if you give it here. I care that you have this right engagement with the Lord. If you are unable to honor God with that which he has granted you or gifted you in in stewardship, then you have a whole separate issue. It's not my issue. It's your issue. And so now I understand that people take verse 10 and use it to say, I get a Lamborghini. (laughs) I get it. (laughs) Now, it doesn't say that because barns were a plenty. (laughs) So I don't want you to get the idea, ooh, 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 right? So it's not quite like that. And your vats will overflow, which is God's way of saying you will never come behind. You know, those that give, you know, the Lord returns, pressed down, shaken together, running over. That's what Jesus said. And so that it's all about your heart, your spirit, giving unto the Lord and recognizing if you try to keep what you have as a inventory process so you can know what you possess and you are not willing to depart with any of that, then you can be guaranteed that the situation that happened to Abraham where he was getting to that place and God made him offer up Isaac is coming your way. How about that? What are you trying to say? I got to give up like even, even my children. If the Lord calls you to let go, what shall thou doeth? After all, your children are lent to you by the Lord. And so I'm just trying to, and I'm not trying to key in on that point. I'm trying to key in on the whole process. Look, everything you have, you received. Even the ability to obtain or the gifting that you received it by. But it's all the Lord's. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And we are the stewards so let's honor him in our stewardship. I think that's fair. I don't think it's weird. I think that's fair. I don't, I don't like the legalism that's attached to it or the fake promises that are attached to it. I just like the call to be right before the Lord and to honor the Lord with what we have. Okay? All right. All right, folks, we'll take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Since the dawn of the internet, people have been looking for a website they can be proud of without costing an arm or a leg. People want a quality website to promote their ministry, business, hobby, or passion. Introducing Cowpunch Sites. Cowpunch Sites can help you create and maintain a quality website. From design to security, Cowpunch does it all. 
Cowpunch is a family-owned and operated business, taking a fresh approach to business. Lots of clients at lower prices. Make mom happy. The most significant benefit of working with Cowpunch sites is that you work with real people, not cheesy templates. No outsourcing. It's $57 a month, and there's no setup fee and no cancellation fees. When you go to cowpunchsites.com slash dad. That's cowpunchsites.com slash dad. That's me. Oh, did I mention that it's $57 a month? Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no bull. Um, Dave, this is a nice radio station. Oops, sorry. That's Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no bull-oney. There, that's better. Cowpunchsites.com slash dad. What is the David Spoon experience? Do you think it's been, organizational leadership has been a good thing for church leaders? Well, it, oh. <laughs> I'll tell you what, it's a penetrating question. The answer is very simple. If used correctly to add value to people and serve others, it's a good thing. If used incorrectly, it's not a good thing. And, uh, you know, when people talk about everything rises and falls on leadership, I teach them often that it rises, but it also falls. And nothing is better than for people to have a good leader, and nothing's worse than for people to have a bad leader. And the, to me, what, what makes servant leadership work is this. Most leaders put themselves first before their people. And so it is a me uh, motivation as far as leading what's in it for me. Uh, I, I travel internationally with my uh, company, Equip, and, and uh, in fact, I'll, I'll leave Sunday for Guatemala. In fact, I'll be meeting next week with the president and the cabinet of Guatemala. And when I'm, when I'm with these leaders alone, David, Alone, I mean, no, no handlers, no media, nothing, but just alone. The question I ask them, which is, I think, the true servant leadership question is, will the people be at, better off after you've served your term as a leader than they were before you got there? Wow. And, and I think that's – and when the answer is yes, you have been a good leader, it has been a good thing. Organizational leadership, good thing. When the answer is no, bad leader, bad thing. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, where we're getting ready to do our next trivia question. But before we do, we do have somebody who's calling in. So let's send them in, and then we'll have another call, I think, a little bit after that, if not this segment, the next segment. But let's send them on through so that we can see who it is on the phone. So go ahead. Do you have the ding, ding, ding? Okay, we're waiting for the ding, ding, ding. Okay, the person's talking. See, see what you guys, you got you to gotta follow the cues. It's <laughs> kind of the key. So hold on. Now we're in, a, we're, we're in a hold mode. See, this is what live radio is. You never know what's going to happen, and so you got to wait and see what's going to happen. All right, in the meantime, for those of you that are not calling, and I'll give you the next trivia question, making this relatively easy. Here's your trivia question. Who meets with Jesus in private at night? Who meets with Jesus at in, you know, in privately and at night. I think you'll know that the answer is in the Gospel of John. 
I believe it's Chapter 3, unless they moved it, but I don't think they did. Uh, if you think you know, you can call, but you'll have to wait because somebody's on the line. You can also text 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. Okay? So the big thing is, you know, when, when Jesus met with somebody at night, somebody very important, just look at the Gospel of John, Chapter 3. You'll be able to pick up the name. It won't be that difficult for you to get, okay? Now, I also want to use at this time, uh, I'm going to talk to you about something that I think is kind of important. So I want to uh, share this with you. And this is a personal, me, this is sharing something personal, a little less teach and a little more testimony more than anything else. And that is this, Okay. So I'm reading my Bible today, and as most of you know, I'm pretty diligent about that. I, I, I happen to love reading the Word of God. I, I, I have so, so many translations, it's not even funny. I mean, I love it, and I write notes on all of it, and sometimes the notes are, I push a little too hard on the pen, and so on and so forth. Anyway, so I'm reading today, and I noticed, because uh, I normally read 35 or 40 minutes every day. So what I noticed was while I was reading today that the first part of what I was reading, and I was reading Revelation chapter 3, and the first part of what I was reading had to do with uh, the the church that was a, not a good church. <laughs> the one was uh, kind of a not a great church where Jesus is like, uh, yeah, I don't like you guys. <laughs> we didn't say it that way, but you know what I'm saying. And so as I was reading that, I could tell that my spirit was like, I, was, I don't want to say I was bummed out, but I was like, gee, I, I really wish I could be uplifted more <laughs> because you're reading it and it's just like it's it's a bummer, right? But I just want to say this. But I, after I finished reading at church, I said, Lord, I said, that I understand that's your word and I have full respect for it. But I'm, I'm my spirit bummed out. And uh, it was like the Lord said, keep reading. And I went from that church to the church at Philadelphia. And right away, my spirit like it was like, yeah, you know, Philadelphia, yeah, those guys are great. You know, Jesus loves them. They're really, and it's not that Jesus didn't love the other church. It's just that sometimes when you're reading, when you kind of go through the in and out, it's okay to stop and pray. And say to the Lord, hey, uh, you know, just, you know, either either help me to tune in better or let me catch what you're trying to teach me as a whole. See, there's one of the things that we do is we read and we think, well, you got to read a certain way, a certain amount of time, a certain this, a certain this. Yeah, you got to stop that. If the Bible is living, and we know from Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, that the word of God is alive, it's living, sharper than any two-edged sword, then the Lord is able to speak to you, even if it's even if you're reading the dullest, and let me say, I do believe there's better parts than others. I'd rather see about David than, than read about mold. I mean, that's just the truth. But that doesn't mean you won't get something from it if you're listening. And if you're not, there's nothing wrong with you going, Lord, hey, give me a better insight here. I'm not, either I'm not picking it up or, or I'm, I'm, I'm a little distracted or I'm feeling sorry or whatever it is. I'm blue or the, my breakfast wasn't good. It doesn't matter. Just be honest. And I noticed as soon as I did that, bam. Dave, that's such an important point. I remember I was studying the Old Testament one time, and it was God was really chastising the Israelites on adultery. And I was like, God, wow, that's harsh. But then he showed me something, and I was like, oh, I look at it different now. So you, you can feel it, but you just got to ask God why, and he'll show you why. Yeah. You know what's amazing, though, is is that God—and it's, it's cool. Is this is all about relationship. So— when Noel talks me—obviously, I'm going to do this. This is not going anywhere except for here. Uh, when Noel talks to me about uh, something, 
in, in a normal capacity. So she's, you know, she's a floral manager, right? So she can talk to me about flowers. You know how much knowledge I have about flowers? They grow. <laughs> you see, they grow. <laughs> see, you want more? I, some of them need more water than others because I lived in Arizona. Okay, it's all you're getting from me. In other words, I, I don't know anything. So I have to stop her and say, oh, I need you to explain what that is because I don't even know what you're talking about because she'll be talking about some kind of put together, you know, flower thing there that's got 1,500 different names. And it's like, if it was Greek, I would get it. Okay. But it's not. It's flowers. And I think that's a valid point to do with the Lord when you're engaging with the Lord, that exact same thing. Is that, do you like that? That was pretty good, right? Okay. Ooh, yep. okay. Okay. All right. Let me go back to the trivia question and then we'll uh, ask that trivia question again. Oh, somebody's calling in on the triv or on something else. We'll give them a chance. Could be a couple of different things, you know. Well, kind of a wild show here. We don't know what's going on. All right, trivia question. Let's go ahead and send him on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Gary. How are you today? I'm doing pretty good, Gary. I I, I need you specifically praying for me. I'm going to try. I couldn't work out yesterday because it was a two-hour drive home. Two hours because the trip was terrible. So my leg was way too stiff. So I want to try today. I need you to pray for me. because I'm Okay, gonna, I'll pray I'm, for I'm you. Gonna, I'm only going to go 30 minutes, but I got to do it because if I don't go in the gym, it'll be another four if I, I can't do that. So please be praying for me. Okay, but I, I, I appreciate that. All right, brother. Here we go. Here's your, here's your trivia question. Uh, who met with Jesus privately at night uh, not wanting to be known what was going on for other people? To huh? I believe that was Nicodemus. That is correct, Amundo, sir. And he he did it. He was trying to kind of protect his territory, but he knew that Jesus was the real deal. And so he, in doing that, he meets with him personally, which is like, I I find that to be fascinating, as though the Lord has people that are very out, open, and vocal, and then the Lord has placed people all over that are still have allegiance to him and his servants that aren't quite as out and vocal. So it's just like, I just think that's great. I love that, that text. So excellent job, Gary. I appreciate that, my brother. I cannot pray for, I'll keep praying for you. All right. Thank you, bro. God, God bless, bless you. you. Bye-bye. All right. So excellent job by Gary on that one. We'll take a couple extra minutes because we, what are, where are we at in the break? we got like a minute and a half. We got a minute and a half. About a minute and a half. All right, let me do this one little quick teachy. Okay. The other thing I was sharing was just personal story. Here's the little teach. Ready? Okay. This might take two minutes. So if it takes two minutes, I, you can make it, right? All right. Uh, this is called the glue. Okay. The glue. Right? You know what glue is? Glue. Right? Psalm 138, verse 8. The Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. Lord, your love is eternal. Do not abandon the work of your hands. Watch, I want to break this down. The Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. Or in one text, it might just say, the Lord will fulfill for me. Lord, your love is eternal. Do not abandon the work of your hands. Okay? The Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. You know what that is? That's called hope. Okay, I want you to see. I want you to, what I want you to do is break this down. The Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. Okay? Okay? Now, what does it say in the in the, in your translation? So just that Give me that scripture one more it's time. It's Psalm 138, verse 8. I got verse just, 8 Just says, the first little bit. 
the Lord will fulfill his promise for me. Okay, stop. Okay, so purpose, promise, just stop right there. So here, what I want you to say, the Lord will fulfill his promise for me. The Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. That is, listen to me, hope. Just listen, that's hope. He's going to do something. You see what I'm saying? He will fulfill his promise. He will fulfill his purpose, right? Now watch. The next thing he says, Lord, your love is eternal. That is God's faithfulness. So the first thing is the hope. The next thing is God's faithfulness. Okay? Watch. Then he says, and I'll, I'll get you to read me that next part, do not abandon the work of your hands. Do not abandon the work of your hands is a little bit of a despair. It's like, oh, oh. what does it say? The last little part on yours, what does it say? Do not forsake the work of your hands. Okay, so do not forsake. So abandon, forsake, all those are, yep, 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 we get it. Here's the key. Ready? Between, watch this. This is just going to, watch this, ready? This is going to blow your mind. Between hope and despair, hope is the first third of the verse. Despair is the third third of the verse. Between hope and despair is God's faithfulness. And that's what keeps you glued. In other words, there's hope. He's going to do it. There's despair. Don't abandon me. <laughs> okay. And your love is eternal. That's the faithfulness. And God's faithfulness is what holds it together between the hope that we have and the despair that we feel. It's just like, okay. You take a verse like that. Right? You take a simple verse like that, you just break it down. You think, well, was, is that okay to do? It's exactly how Jesus said <laughs> exactly. This is exactly how the Proverbs break down. It's the exact same thing. Yeah, the Lord will fulfill his purpose. That's hope. Your love is eternal. That's faithfulness. Don't abandon me. That's despair. So he's right in between the hope and the despair is God's faithfulness. That's what we need to remember. That's the glue between it all okay take our break and then come back you're listening to the david spoon experience right here on kaam 770 the true station here in texas short break we'll be back don't go anywhere you know it's not just the audience that needs stuff sometimes the host needs a little bit of a you know a little tell bit me the show's all about you well this segment is <laughs> oh, okay. about the show but i would say this segment and it actually has a title for the ddd it's called joke time is Christian humor allowed in teaching? We've actually had complaints. You know, oh, you can't teach the gospel and use humor. That's why Jesus called uh, James and John the sons of thunder because it wasn't a humorous quip. You're right. Uh, pretty bad exegetical process, but let's look at it. Proverbs chapter 17, verse 22. Proverbs 17, 22, a joyful heart is good medicine. A joyful heart is good medicine. You've heard that before. That's not new. You know that's the case. But what happens is people take these unique interpretations in Scripture, and they think that it applies to all processes. So somebody actually said to a member at our station, you can't use levity in the gospel proclamation because Paul says you can't do it in 2 Corinthians. And it's like, Wrong answer. This is why we do the thing called read. That's always fun. And uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 7 says this, in case you were trying to figure out where did that word levity come from. It's only in one translation. It's actually never used in any other capacity. 
But here is what he was talking about. Was I fickle when I intended to do this? Or when I made my plans, did I make so in a worldly manner in the same breath as to say yes, yes, and no, no? The only time that the potential word levity is used is when Paul is talking about meeting with the Corinthians. And the one interpretation you could use is, was I using lightness? It's not really the word for levity, just in case you're wondering. But was I use, did I use lightness when I made my plans with you? In other words, was I kidding around when I made plans to come see you? No. That's what Paul said. Not, you can never use humor. So whoever kind of swapped those two together really, really needs really needs to like relax. I think that would be the key. And then for those that are just curious, you know, when the gospel talks about, this is kind of one of those classic things, when the gospel talks about making declaration and the foolishness of preaching, the word is moria, moria, from which we get the word silliness. So Paul's like, yeah, preaching the gospel for the Greek people and for the Jewish people in large, it's kind of like a silliness thing. Yeah, that's what he said. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas, where we are blessed to be on the air. A couple things I need to tell you. We got our trivia question. I'm going to tell you about that and then send you to the website. So let's do the trivia question. Now, this is a little tougher, and and it is my fault. It is how I worded it, or not actually how I worded it, how the book worded it, and then I took it and reworded it, and I don't think I did a very good job, and I don't want anybody to freak out. So I'm going to tell you at any time, I'm going to give you the scriptural reference, but just think about what's being asked, okay? This is not the divine side of Matthew 1. This is not the divine side of Matthew 1. How many days after birth was Jesus officially nameless before he got a name? Officially, in the Jewish custom, according to Luke chapter 2. See how I did that? Took it away from Matthew 1, dropped it in on Luke 2. How many days, I know, how many days was he nameless? So how many days before he got his name? You see what I'm saying? Got his okay. That's it's a it's a, one of those things you got to say. Did, is that the right way to ask it? I don't know. I hope so. If you think you know, nine seven two four four five zero seven seven zero. You can also text in two one four two one zero eight four eight three. And Deb guessing strong right off the bat. Nice job. And then also you can send an email, David at he must increase. Going to send you up to the website and tell you this. Number one, don't forget about the ambassador program. Exceedingly important as we are expanding it and doing a little bit more. And we're going to be sending out more brochures and uh, more more work for Aunt Deb. (laughs) All right, number two, Dr. Dave needs patience. Uh, I am so uh, poor at patience. I just, it's probably one of the reasons I cannot stand calling myself a doctor. It's just like, uh, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, you know. And then instead of just sitting on it, I'm just like, well, nothing's being done, so I'll do something, right? I know I'm the only 
type A personality out there. Uh, so be uh, praying for me about that. Just not not that God would force me to be patient. Just that I'd calm down. That'd be nice. And then uh, the last thing, don't forget money on the website. So on the website, it's the ambassador stuff. And on the website is the opportunity to give. You can give directly through the site or get information from the site, or you can just give by praying for us. That'd be awesome, too. Check out hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. Plop, plop, fizz, fizz. Oh, what a relief it is. Oh, what a relief it is. Okay, so uh, trivia question. So here's how I want you to think about this trivia question. I'm going to kind of help. I have to, okay? It's important. Jesus was presented officially how many days after he was born? How many days after he was born was he officially presented? Because that's when he officially got his name. Think about it that way. That might be a different way. If you don't have any idea, Luke chapter 2 and then verse 21. <laughs> okay, that'll help you. In the meantime, we're going to do our history because I'm still doing it. Let's do history. Let's go All right, today is National Tea Day. I happen to drink a lot you like of tea. tea. I lo- I am a big the people tea don't drinker. know that. Right, do that. Right, so I drink tea. I drink a cup during this show of of chamomile because if I didn't drink that calm me down tea, it'd be a lot of <laughs> trouble. And then I drink a cup at night every so every during the show every so for t- almost ten years in the day and at night uh, I also drink chamomile and then sleepy tea. That's gotcha. I'm just a tea guy. I like tea. Sorry. National Banana Day. I like bananas, good. too. Yep. I'm all right with that. Right? Still like that joke. What kind of great shoes do bananas make? Slippers. Anyway, <laughs> then uh, Bulldogs are Beautiful Day, and then National Chocolate-Covered Cashew Day, which is like, okay. Pretty good, too. I like yep. chocolate almonds, like covered almonds. Me, too. My dad used to get that for a long time ago. All right. 1956 on this day, Heartbreak Hotel became Elvis's first number one song. 1962, follow this one, the first U.S. revolving restaurant, The Eye of the Needle, now Sky City at the top of the Space Needle in Seattle, Washington, opened. It's the oldest operating revolving restaurant in the world. Space Needle was built for the 1962 World Fair. So you go up to the very top, and it turns really, 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 really slow. And... uh, uh, just about the same time you get your check. <laughs> just really, really, really slow. And then uh, uh, and it serves restaurants. Some of the food is good. I've been there. Some of it's not, it's not that good. It's just it's hit and miss like anywhere else. And here's my favorite thing to say for the day, and then we'll go on to the teaching. In 1986, on this day, Geraldo Rivera opened Al Capone's vault on live television and found nothing, which is about the same thing you get from Geraldo Rivera when he gives political insight. Pretty much. Okay. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I'm so insulting. <laughs> okay. Uh, how many days Jesus presented officially, how many days was it before he was presented? you got to think of the Jewish tradition, Luke 2, 21. That's what you got to think, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483 or send an email, david, at org. Okay? All right, here we go. 
Don't get mad at me for this. <laughs> this is why I love her, baby. Don't get mad at me. Proverbs chapter 3. Another Proverbs one, right? After 9 and 10, there was 11. Now we're at 12. Proverbs chapter 12. Get ready. This is called proof of concept. Proof of concept. Proverbs 3.12. Tell me if I get this right. For the Lord disciplines the one he loves, just as a father, the son he delights in. Okay? So I know that uh, I think uh, um, Dynamite D has the uh, ESV. Is yep. That, yeah, what, what does that say? And this one says, for the Lord reproves him reproves? who okay. he loves as okay. a father, the son in whom he delights. Okay. So let's just understand something. This is really, really good. This will really encourage you if you listen to it. In business, there's something called a proof of concept. A proof of concept is a process that produces fruit or the desired results of a set of actions, reactions, or responses. It's a business process. In God, the proof of concept is when he demonstrates actions that declare his truth to be true. So let me give you a difference. In business, a proof of concept is you do something, you prove it works, okay? That prove, we proves it works, and then if it works and it's good, you duplicate it. In God's arena or universe, God demonstrates actions that back up his truth and declare his truth to be true. And here's the action that God has been doing since Adam and Eve. So you're just talking about, yeah, it's a little bit before business. <laughs> it's just a little bit, right? God proves his love by these three. There's many more, but I'm just using these three because of time. By sending his son, Jesus Christ, to die for us, he proved that his actions were declared true in that he loved us. Got that? By sending his son. What's another way that God proves that that his truth is true and, and, and what he has to say is true? He never abandons us. Now, there's some of you out there that feel like you uh, had some time in your life where you were closer to the Lord, and then there's other times where you're farther away, and then you wonder, you know, did I sin or did this happen? Or is, you know, and then every once in a while you're like, hey, are you there? Hello? I mean, anything like that. Just as the same thing King David did, so there's nothing weird about that. Exactly the same kind of thing. And, and the truth of the matter is that God has never forsaken us. In Matthew chapter 1, it says God with us. In Matthew 28, Jesus. Jesus says, I'm with you. In Joshua 10, in Hebrew, I'm sorry, Deuteronomy 31, 6, it says the Lord is always with you. In Hebrews 13, 5, it says the Lord is always with you. In Joshua 10, it says the Lord is always with you. In 1 Samuel 10, it says the Lord is always with you. In 1 Samuel 18, 14, it says the Lord is always with us. There's no, there's no, you got to go a long way not to catch this. God is with us. He is for us. He is on our side. He's never going to abandon us. He's not going to quit the way we would quit, okay? He's not like us that way, right? That's the second. And here's the third thing that will prove that God loves you because he disciplines you. <laughs> See, the first one's really good. He sent Jesus, yay! He never abandons you, yay! Proverbs 3.12, the Lord disciplines the one he loves. Oh, yeah, here's this other one. Yes, I know, it's not as cool as the first two in a sense, but it is in another sense because when the Lord challenges you, sanctifies you, helps you to grow up and be more like Jesus, that is proof that he loves you. 
because he disciplines the one he loves. And when the Lord helps you to grow, remember that expression, growing pains? There's still pains. And so the idea is, but they help you grow. And he does it as a father, like as, uh, the father does the same thing in his son that he delights in. He cares enough about the kid to teach the kid, hey, 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 can't say this, you can't do this, we got to do this, you should do this, you shouldn't do this, da, 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 da. Here's to-dos, here's not to-dos, that whole thing. God does that. God invented that, just in case you're wondering. And it's God's discipline in your life demonstrates his love to you. So when you're being disciplined or when it's difficult, when it's hard, that's not proof that God has abandoned you. In fact, it's proof of the exact opposite, that God is with you because he wouldn't bother to discipline you if he didn't love you. That's how it goes. Some people say, well, if you love me, then you wouldn't judge me. That's absolutely false. If I love you, then I will discipline, instruct, correct, and rebuke because I care. People should learn real relationship skills, not worldly ones. How about that? Ouch. As many as I love, I rebuke, Jesus said. Woo-hoo. I will take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. Short break. I will tell you the answer was seven days because on the eighth day he was presented. Oh, there it is. We'll come back and talk about it. Don't go anywhere. Who is David Spoon? I have no idea. People have asked me about the David Spoon experience. They wanted to know what I thought of him. Like any person searching for answers, I have wondered about him. He was born and raised Jewish and after intense drug use, became a Christian. He's married to his best friend, Noel, has three children, six grandchildren, and a dog named Bert. He has three separate ordinations from three different denominations and is a summa cum laude for his B.A. degree in ministry and leadership, as well as a master's degree of theological studies and is involved in a Ph.D. program. He has a weird sense of humor and talks a lot. If people are seeking wisdom and insight from the great teachers around the world, would they go to David? No, I don't think so. And those big ears really don't help him. But would they enjoy his perspective on life, culture, politics, food, sports, local and national news? I don't know. I guess people will have to listen to find out. What is the David Spoon experience? You get into the Word of God and something's going to happen that will blow your mind. Ready? The law of the Lord is perfect, Psalm 119.7 says, able to restore the soul. And I've been in I've been doing this for a long time, and in my 42 and a half years of devotions and in my diligent devotion time, I kind of separate that between the two. I cannot tell you. It must be thousands of times where my attitude has been, and then I've went into the Word of God, and I came out different. It wasn't anything that I did as much as God speaking into me what he knows about his creation. And so I'm asking you, I'm pleading with you, even if you've been a Christian for 50 years, for 60 years, nay, for 70 years, like the Apostle John was on the island of Patmos, be in the word of God. It is alive. 
and it will give life and impart life to you through God's Spirit. People come and they read the Word of God, and they're like, well, I get nothing out of it. Well, they don't mix it with faith. And the Word of God, the promises of God not mixed with faith are useless because you have to be engaged with God and know he's going to speak. And people are like, well, that's a, that's a lot of requirement for me to get in there and read the Word of God. You want me actually to believe that God's going to speak to me? Yes, because he will, and if you don't, you won't hear him. So when you open up that book, take 30 seconds, more than you ever have before, and say, just in this moment, just at this time, tune me in, Lord. Help me to hear what you have to say. Speak to me and let your word breathe life into me. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas, where we're going to give a little bit of clarity and definition to our last trivia question. How many days after the birth was Jesus officially named? After his birth, how many days was he officially nameless? Here is the passage And when eight days were completed for the circumcision of the child, his name was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. So on the eighth day after his birth, he was given the name Jesus at the circumcision time. So seven days he went without that name as a human. Get it? Okay. (laughs) I didn't say it was going to be easy. I just said that would be the answer. Here's one that's easy, and you better get this, or again, I'm taking my ball and going home. Name the three members of the Trinity. Name the three members of the Trinity. You don't have to do it. You don't have to do any particular version. Just name the three members of the Trinity. And if you say Larry, Moe, and Curly, you're in a lot of trouble. If you think you know the answer, you can call 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210. 8483. Additionally, you can send an email, david at he must increase.org. Okay? Those are your opportunities to connect. A couple things I need to tell you about for uh, up and coming stuff that's taking place. We're going to be continuing teaching on gifts. So I don't need anybody to be surprised, although now that we taught at it and we did our first show on the gifts, it kind of was like an outpouring of the Holy Spirit during the show. And uh, we just like, okay, and we didn't get but maybe three or four lines in. So, But we're still going to be teaching on that. We're also going to be adding in another book. And uh, that's actually part of the fun, to be really honest. So we're going to go into that realm. I just want to make sure I pick the right one. Uh, and we'll probably be going Old Testament and probably going into, I think, First Samuel into that direction. So it's either that or somewhere around, you know, that, okay, that kind of range, okay? All right. All right, so I, I do have, and I am going to utilize, because I am this way, and you're just going to have to forgive me, I still have a couple things that I want to share before we end for the weekend. I want to talk to you about this Proverbs 6 passage. Uh, Again, the trivia question, name the three members of the Trinity. If you think you know, 972-445-0770. 
888-214-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483 or send an email david at he must org. so those are all available to you uh somebody is calling in on the triv we will see or maybe on the triv we will see how that goes i want to point out that roger said something really good uh so that's a really good thing to say let me make sure Oh, is that Will Rogers? Okay. Read the word out loud helps me. That's 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 I do that too. That's really a great thing. That's a great thing to do. Okay. Somebody ready to answer a trivia question? Let's send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Well, hi, Dr. David. This is Joanne. Always so good to talk to you in person on the phone. <laughs> yes, I, I love talking to you, and I love hearing from you. So I'm going to drop Thank the trivia you. question on you first and give you a chance to go there first, okay? So okay. name the three people or members <laughs> of the Trinity. Well, the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. That is correct, Amanda! <laughs> Oh, Father, so Son, nice and Holy Spirit. Have... That's right. And you can yeah. have your fellowship. You're supposed to have fellowship with the Holy Spirit. We told that to somebody who didn't know that before in Second Corinthians 13, yeah. 14, and they're like, what? It's like, hey, it's right there. It's right there. He's your counselor. Got to talk to him. Anyway. That's yes. my... All right. And, and I'll make this quick. I'm just so grateful for the ministry of the Holy Spirit. And he just did something real sweet for me. He had my niece and nephew called from the road. Um, to check on me, because I, I had something very sad today. You know, my husband and I have been separated for three and a half years, and this would be our 39th wedding anniversary this summer. But I had to, I had to file for divorce today. That's so hard. That's so hard. Now I know you. It's it's and it's hard for you to share. For those that are wondering, um, um, her husband did not was not able uh, did not hold uh, true to the marital commitment. Okay, I don't have to say more than that. I'm just gonna leave it there. And and we need to pray for Joanne, and we need to pray for Cordelia supporting her, and just all of the people involved. And I just I just want them to know how much we love them, and we want we definitely want Joanne to know that we share, and when the Bible talks about that we rejoice together and that we weep together, we weep with her. She's uh, such a blessing to this ministry, okay, and uh, she is you. back on, so let's see if we can put her back on real quickly. Go ahead. Go ahead. So, knock, center on oh. Are you there? Yes, Dave, Dr. David. Thank you. I, I don't know what happened. Another phone call came in, so just all that to say thank you for your comforting words. You know, um, the, the Holy Spirit is so powerful and wonderful the way he ministers to his children. So anybody out there who's going through the same thing, I just pray for them, too. Because when a marriage breaks up, it's like, you know, God gives us that representation of the Bride of Christ and our wonderful Lord and Savior Jesus, and that is such a beautiful illustration of his love and what's ahead for us. So I have hope for the future, but I, I thank you all for loving on me and praying for me. This is a very, very um, sensitive time in, in my life, and I love you guys. You just 
keep up the great work. Well, let me pray over you. We only got a couple minutes left, but Thank I still you. want to pray over you. I want Thank everybody you. to pray with okay. you. And join our faith together. And we have a lot of confidence in God's grace for you. So let's Thank bring you. it before the Lord. Father, we come you before did. you right now. And Lord, you're awesome. And even in the hardest moments, the deepest waters and the most frustrating times and the most disappointing times, you are the comfort that we need to sustain us and get us through. You know, it's it's a difficult situation. She's had quite a bit of counsel. She's certainly within, as you have laid out in your word, the biblical guidelines. Her patience was way past what most people could ever possibly endure. But, Lord, now she needs the healing balm of the grace of God. She needs the balm of Gilead. She needs the mercy to cover her. She needs the honey that comes from the Most High God to make her life sweet from the bitter that she's felt through this and the hurt that she's felt through this. And you've been with her, and we're not saying anything, but thank you for that, and simply asking that you would just increase your presence in her life. And that when she's feeling that way and up against it, and the enemy's still going to attack her and do all those weird things, all that stuff, Lord, comfort her, protect her, keep her in the palm of your hand. She is a daughter of the Most High God, and you are the king of the universe. So it's simple, Lord. Please take care of your daughter. Please protect her. Please love on her and encourage her in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. 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 And you all go forth and have a wonderful weekend. I feel that and I receive that. Thank you. Blessings in Jesus' name. Blessings so to you much. as well. Everybody Thank will you. be praying for you. Okay? Thank you. I love it. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Thank you so much. All right, you're going to be praying for Joanne and then for Cordelia and everybody else connected to them. You've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. Going to take a 70 and one half hour break, then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. The views expressed on the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM. DJRD Broadcasting or its sponsors.